0: Welcome to Space to Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielan, And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 16th episode. Today, we're going to be giving our top 10 players under 25. So that does not include 25 years old, so 24 and under. Yes. Um, basically, we're taking into account what they've done this season, but also not strictly just this season. And we're not only looking at stats, we're looking at their game as a whole, their skill set, and what they've done for their team so far. All right. Want to get into your first player? Yeah, I mean, I think this one's a little bit of a no-brainer,
1: especially with the MVP-type season he's putting together. It's got to be Giannis, the Greek freak, Um, just with everything he can do. By by the the way, we're going 1-10,
0: not 10-1. Yeah, yeah, sorry,
1: (laughs) sorry. Uh, But just everything he can do on the court with his versatility. He, there's, there's oftentimes he just looks so yeah, unstoppable there, out There's there. no debate. Yeah. It's got it it's just got to be honest. And he's also leading as a 24-year-old. He's leading his team to like second best record in the
0: East. Yeah. And one of the best records in the whole league. Yeah. I, I don't think we're not going to spend that much time on it cuz like yeah. we definitely agree. Also hopefully you agree with this. I have number 2 Joel Embiid. Agreed. Yeah. I think best setter
1: in the league right now. Especially now that you know that Boogie's been out. I think that it's very clear, at least to me, that currently, as of the centers who are
0: playing right now, Joel Embiid is the best in the league. Especially just talking about pure scoring, Mm -hmm. this this season in particular, it's been amazing to me how if you get the ball to Joel Embiid on the block, it's kind of over. Yeah. which I didn't really see as much of last year. I frankly I thought he was a bit overrated last year and the year before, but he's just it, it's just over, man. Just. Mm-hmm. And I would say also that this is our sort of our first time seeing Joel Embiid
1: basically playing in every single game without any minutes restrictions including he's, last year. Uh, last year he was still playing a little bit of minutes restrictions. And he, and he also only played like 60 games maybe. So so I'm That last season was a pretty full season.
0: This season is even more so. I wanted to bring something up. It was an interview by the Philadelphia uh, Inquirer or something like that. And Joel Embiid said, quote, I haven't been myself lately. I think it's mainly because of the way I've been used. Coach Brown always has me starting on the perimeter, and it just really frustrates me. I think that – I just want to talk about this for a little bit. He's been used more on the perimeter this year which Mm -hmm. uh, I mean really in the the past like 10 games because of the Jimmy Butler acquisition which they have a lot less shooting so they kind of need him to space the floor a little bit but I think he has to understand that if you're playing with the star your numbers are going to take a hit and your Mm -hmm. game is going to have to evolve a little bit and we've seen that while his three isn't that phenomenal it's, respect, it's definitely it's, yeah it's, it's respectable at mm-hmm. a forward or center level yeah and honestly when i watch Joel all beat it's so frustrating because like i usually don't root for the sixers yeah, yeah but yeah it's just so frustrating because he does this thing where they they <laughs> kick they kick it out to him off of a drive and he has like the slowest wind up for a pump fake i've ever seen and and his foot and his foot goes back which like obviously on a normal shot it doesn't go back uh so that's an indicator from the defender i understand you're probably not looking at his feet but that's an indicator that he's not gonna shoot and so he does the slowest uh pump fake in the world moves his foot back to get like to get ready to move forward, mm-hmm. and then just blows by the defender. And I'm just like, it's so frustrating. But, like, apparently it works for some reason.
1: He's so good. He's <laughs> yeah. so
0: good. off And then we've been talking all about
1: his offense. But also on the defensive side, he's such a great rim protector. His ability to protect the paint as well, you know, switching onto guards. I mean, he's yeah. the best in the league. He's the best side yeah. in
0: the league. And and at only 24 years old, which is, of course, why he's on this list. Yeah. Number three... I'm looking at your list. We also have the same person. It's going to get uh, a bit dicey after number three, but yeah, we both have Nikola Jokic. Yeah, correct. Agreed. Yes. yes. I think I would definitely have put him behind at least one, probably two or three other people on this list last year. But this yeah. year, this year, his playmaking has gone to another level. The Denver Nuggets, as a whole team, we're not really factoring in team success, but if, mm-hmm. if we were, like. Yeah, the I mean, Denver Nuggets also, have been overachieving. A lot, of, a lot of these guys are playing on teams they're rebuilding, and that's why yeah. you know,
1: they're they're a star on a young team. So, but yeah. but but the but, the, but for one hundred percent, Nikola Jokic is what he's doing with the Denver Nuggets as being probably their best player, leading he, them to is definitely good a, their best yeah, player, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being their best player,
0: leading them to to be as good as they have been, as, especially recently. A um, oh, rest up to Gary Harris. He's probably going to be out with them for a month with a right hip injury i, yeah. I hope they can stay afloat mm-hmm. anyways i think Jokic has been the leader of this team and he's just been the facilitator which we haven't seen ever has, i mean and, uh, to, I to, the, to, to this degree to this i would say though um Who, i don't
1: know down? i haven't seen it i, I didn't see him play mm-hmm. but i've read about um bill walton for the oh, yeah, trailblazers yeah, yeah. that, that he kind of played a similar role yeah um where they'd like you know put him up by the like high post and he would just like run the offense from there
0: yeah but um, like, but in, like in, in recent memory we like we've seen passing big men I guess Al Horford's been pretty good I guess Joakim Noah was pretty good but they couldn't really put the ball on the floor like Jokic can either yeah he he, he legitimately can lead the lead the fast break and I remember I saw this clip and I just started laughing because it seemed so unusual he just brought the ball up, up the floor he, yeah, <laughs> he, he he just like like he was a point guard. He's just... a, it's so unique to have, I,
1: and I I especially we'll probably talk about this later, but like I, I think that it's very important to have the, your best player be able to handle the ball. I think thats a, that's where the direction that the NBA is heading in to have five players in the court who can all switch on defense, who can all shoot, who can all handle the ball, and I think that Nikola Jokic is that kind of player at the center
0: position. Defensively? I don't, I don't know that he really... I, gets I, was, ba- to, I was about uh, to bring this position, up. I was about button. to bring this up. What also puts him above a bunch of dudes compared mm-hmm. to last year is last year he was a very poor defender. He was a liability. He was a liability. This year, no, he's not good, but he's average enough... Where the Denver Nuggets are a good mm-hmm. defense, and that's that's all you can really ask for in an offensive superstar, unless you're like Joel Embiid. He's become he's become like a body out there now instead of just like yeah. a, an empty space that the like, the, the, the even, wa- even like, just walks especially the especially especially his pick and roll defense has improved, mm-hmm. which obviously pick and roll is a staple in the NBA. So if you're not horrible on that end, you you're naturally going to help your defense as a big man. Exactly, and with players like Paul Millsap, like this this team is like is has is like
1: pretty solid. But but Nikola Jokic is like has been so important to making them like an actual actually like respectable defense, and not like a horrendous defense and a great offense, which is
0: at least what I was expecting going into the season. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about number four? Sure, you no, go first. Number four, I have Porzingis. All right, Chris. So this is our first our first disagreement. I have Ben Simmons ahead of Kristaps Porzingis. Are are you saying that because Kristaps is injured? Or just just because he's.
1: Better. I think that sort of that sort of factors into it, right? That you that you have to take into account that we haven't seen Chris play
0: in, I get almost a year. Honestly, in this but, in this list, I'm assuming Chris Las is what he was last year. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And, and I'm not 100.
1: percent I don't think that Chris will come back right away and be full 100, percent the unicorn that we saw. I don't think a he, year we ago. we haven't seen like peak. Chris, that's sort where of is. That's true. So. That's true. And I think it'll keep getting better. But, I, but I'm saying, I don't think overnight, like the the day, the game he comes back, I don't think he's going to be as great necessarily as he was. He'll okay, probably that's take that's a systematic. few games. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but we're comparing Ben Simmons to the Chris that we saw. Like I was saying with Jokic, I think that you're it's it's important for stars in the NBA to be able to switch on defense, handle the ball, be very versatile. And I think... I think Basically, going forward, I think the NBA is looking more and more like kind of a positionless basketball kind of game, where you have five ball handlers who are all kind of interchangeable. And I think that Ben Simmons is like the prototypical player for that Except kind of NBA. He can't shoot, but but I mean, in terms of passers, ball handlers, playmakers, there's not really like. Maybe there's, like, one or two players in the NBA better than him right now. In terms of ball handling, bro? In terms of, pl- in terms of as a playmaker?
0: I, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I, There's not many. I'll put him in the elite category. But yeah. Yeah, I, I have a, a number five. But I would say I would put Chris Borzingis over Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons, one, never been an all-star. Two, he will be this year. But, yeah, I I think nothing. he's gotten slight, slightly better than last year, but it's kind of the same performance, whereas Chris Asporzingis was an all-star last year like definitely wasn't even close mm-hmm. i also just think he's a more complete player right now because he's older and while ben simmons can rebound because he's seven feet tall and he can dribble and all of that chris hats one gives you phenomenal three-point shooting mm-hmm. very good two he's a rim protector while he fouls too much he's a very good rim protector yeah. which i think well ben simmons is a pretty good rim protect uh is a pretty good perimeter defender I think that yeah the room yeah you're saying you're saying a guard is more impactful on offense well a big is more impactful on defense it's true it's just pretty that's true and i would also just say i think yeah because chris has been been in the league longer for two years if you include ben simmons's injury Mm -hmm. then yeah you just have a guy who's more experienced he's better right now obviously i think ben simmons has the higher ceiling being the first overall pick and being just a game changer i think right now chris apps is going to he's a better scorer Mm-mm. if he can stop taking these weird mid-range post-ups i think that would be good but i still think yeah. in terms of just skill set he has the ability to shoot threes he has the ability to dribble so i think that mm-hmm. kind of well ben simmons has it more obviously i think a big man who can dribble an average amount is still yeah. is still valuable it's not like it, it's a weak it's a weakness of his mm-hmm. and yeah that, that, that's why i think Chris I Apps agree. is a better yeah, player.
1: And, and, and I am a Knicks fan, and, uh, and a huge Chris Apps forcing his fan, and I, re- and I, I re- definitely respect that argument, and I think that it's very close, can kind of go either way. But uh, but I still I still stick with Ben Simmons, because I just love him as a player. New York to for life.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and also going back to what you were saying about defensively, that I think that not that that what you were saying about a big man being the most impactful could be more impactful on defense yeah like one great big man defender is more impactful than one great perimeter defender i agree with that because putting a bunch of average defenders around one like incredible rim protector you could have one of the best defenses in the league yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, that's Chris Asperzingis. I'm not sure Chris Asperzingis is, like, an incredible room protector at this point, but he will probably develop it. He will develop it. In
0: yeah. So I, he will I, develop I think both. that's something. But
1: then again, Miles but, but, Turner also I just mean, averaged two blocks a game. I just mean because he still, he still fouls a little. I think he needs to mature as a room protector. The, yeah. the, 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 the physical, that. he's 7'3", incredibly athletic, right? Like, he's going to be a great, he's, gonna ha- he's always going to be there to block a shot but he needs he also needs to like just sort of
0: perfect his craft in terms of like how do you block shots without fouling yeah i agree with that kind of how hassan whiteside tried to do that two or three years ago and he kind of he worked on it with colt uh, with Spolstra on how to kind of just angle his blocks into mm-hmm. inbounds, because otherwise you're just he's giving very the ball
1: those those blocks where you can catch the ball okay, and bring it th- to his okay, body. That's like
0: once in a lifetime plays. That's that's what oh, I mean, like he, he does. He like, that. He does that. Like, kind
1: of, yeah. All right. But like, I bet I know what you mean. Like part of why you, you hear it all the time with Bill Russell is like that that part of what made him so great was that he blocked so many shots, but they would always be to his teammates, which is a very really, heads up. I never heard that. A very heads up basketball play. It's like it's a as if you're blocking. You know if you block five shots in a game but all
0: of them go right out of bounds and the other team gets a fresh shot clock with the you know with the ball back or something like that yeah but then again i could like right now i could play in the nba in the 1960s and get blocked by bill russell the same way (laughs) fair enough (laughs) no like not literally but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i understand what you mean yeah yeah but
1: what i mean is just that the that is a very valuable asset to be able to to be able to
0: block it inbounds to your team okay that's kind of a tangent, Go- but <laughs> okay. Going on, you had Porzingis at five, right? I do, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I mean, we covered him. So, yeah, yeah. Um, six, I had Carl Anthony Towns. All right, I have Devin Booker at number six. Whoa, I, ha- have you seen my list? No. Oh, okay, I have I have him lower than that. All right. Okay. Oh yeah, so I, I have Devin Booker at number six. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say I'll say why he's okay, this is, above This is this is probably to gonna be like our major
1: discrepancy. disagreement. Yeah. I just have him above cat um, because I think that cat is playing better now that Jimmy isn't on the on the walls anymore Andrew Wiggins I think we were expecting an improvement and that kind of just didn't happen um, and uh, and so but but I don't think that's the case with cat I think he's playing better but what we are sort of seeing with him playing alongside Butler I don't, I don't know if I can just sort of like forget that that ever happened. Right, and it's I guess we've sort of had a small sample size since mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler left, but his uh, sort of his personality a- in terms of like the way that he just didn't seem to be like giving his all, and, the, and then he was sort of described as soft. I don't love
0: that as you know, you know, from from a kind of superstar player. I think the only, I think the only thing that actually like, kind of holds weight in what you said in terms of like how good or bad of a player. Carl Anthony Towns' is, is his performance in the playoffs because mm. in that four-game series against the Houston Rockets, like, he was not good yeah. at playing basketball. But I, then again, I would argue in support of Carl Anthony Towns that that was four games yeah, against no. the best team in the Small NBA. Small sample size. Yeah. And Clint Capella played good defense. With the Rockets are the best team in the uh, – right, record-wise? Yeah. Yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And they had a top five defense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's excusable.
1: Yeah, no, no I, I don't even mean that playoffs, okay, right? Okay. That's somewhat... T- t- tell me about. why
0: Devin Booker is better than Carl Anthony Towns.
1: Because I think... I, all right, so 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 going back to Carl Anthony Towns for one more second also, is like the the, the kind of idea where some games will take like less than five shots
0: and okay, some Okay, because games- he's playing on a team with Jimmy Butler was okay, but and, but and, still and, and Andrew that. Wiggins who's averaging 20. Yeah. Devin Booker was playing on a team with like... Tyler Eulis as a starting point guard. <laughs> you can't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. I understand, I
1: understand. But but what I'm saying what I'm saying is that Carnell Anthony Towns, if he's gonna be a superstar, if he's gonna be ahead of Devin Booker, in my eyes, he's gotta step
0: it up as like What's so good about Devin Booker? He's gotta take, I understand. he's I- gotta like be able, be willing to like take over games. Okay, but Devin Booker takes over games and loses by fifty. No, yeah,
1: but that's not really his fault. That's what we were saying about we're not really taking Team's success into account. Okay, that's the who Devin Booker. Devin Booker was on a rebuilding Suns team. Not this year. They were. They were they're supposed still to,
0: rebu- They were supposed to win more games this you, year, and they're still as bad as they were. Devin two Booker. Years ago. Devin
1: Booker saying like, "Okay, like I'm never going to miss the playoffs." That's not going to happen. Of course. Okay. Okay. Devin, if you if you if you try to tell me that
0: this Suns team is not still rebuilding, you're out of your mind. Did you not think in July and in August and in September that they were going to win? A good amount more games than they did last year.
1: How many years did they win last year?
0: Like 20. I, I don't know. I would expect. I'll, I'll them. Look. I expect this win, this this season to win like 35 or something, but not like that's a lot of wins. I mean, that's too much. Th- that's a lot like of wins. Like 30 games. Like they like- they added Trevor Ariza. They added a number one overall draft pick. They added a win now rookie in Mikhail yeah, yeah. Bridges. They added two. Wins, yeah. They traded for Ryan Anderson, who by the way has been horrible. But anyways, yeah. they traded for three win now players and everyone was like, "No, the Suns aren't going to make the playoffs." But yeah, they're going to yeah. like take things a bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. And they've still been as bad as they were 2 2 years ago. And I think if Devin Booker, who his best thing is scoring and it's like, "Oh yeah, he's a bucky, he's a walking bucket," should be able to take them to a few wins. I think you have some good guys alongside you and Mikhail Bridges in T J Warren in Trevor Ariza. And I think it's just kinda a little bit inexcusable. So just that they're horrible. I think I d I don't know. I just I don't think you can really blame that on Devin Booker, their team success. Like I think it opens the door for the question of empty stats. Michael Carter Williams averaged like twenty on the tanking seventy six. I guess so, but you also have to take into account like Devin Booker is
1: playing point guard for this team and that is not his the, that it's an experiment. It's something that they're trying to get him used to playing for going, you know, going forward. That is not what he is used to doing. I don't, I, don't, I think this whole season is sort of like, I don't even, I don't even like the fact that the, the, the sons are made, made moves before the season to win now. Yeah. I don't the either, Suns, that's The not, Suns that are a rebuilding matter. team. Anybody who was trying to, who's trying to say that like the Suns are, should be like making a push to like win now is wrong. They did though. They, they, they should though. Have. And,
0: okay. And, but they did. And they're in their, Doesn't matter why they should have. Their
1: moves were not big enough to really make them win now, essentially. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, first overall pick. He's had a great season so far. He's not gonna all of a sudden come in and and,
0: and make you win an extra ten games. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they surrounded him with a team that's decent enough, so they should be better than last year when they were twenty one and sixty one, but they're not. I think Devin Booker has been putting up, I think, like 25 points per game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like this year, and he put up 25 points per game last year. What's the difference? Last year, I personally think that, they, that that was somewhat empty stats. While he's a walking bucket, I don't think he could put that, put up the 25, 26 points per game on, like, a legitimate team. I think mm-hmm. it, it would go back to 20. We obviously will see. Devin Booker, I think, can average 25 in his prime on a good team. Yeah, I think, well, 100%. I, I think right now, though. I'm just like, what's really there? What what I see in Evan Booker though is like, a bona fide bucket getter. Oh, by the way, he's only averaging twenty three and a half points this year. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, and also, like, okay, so so, twenty three and a half points per game, whatever. It's like, what I what I mean is that, it, for one, for one, we're not taking just the season into account. Yes. Two, it's also like, two a years quarter ago, of the way into the season or something, maybe a little bit a little bit more or something. It's like give them time before we say like they're not as good as they were two years ago. Or they're they're only as good as they were two years ago. Okay. This we, team is a young team. Deon. This is DeAndre in his first twenty 25 games in the league. He's gonna keep getting. Uh, he's gonna keep figuring out and, and con- probably contributing more to a to, to a winning environment.
0: Okay. When De- this team will probably get better over the course De- this, of the season. This is my response to what you said like ten or fifteen seconds ago. I, I'm yeah. on basketball reference right now. If Devin Booker as your best player, his best asset, his best kind of tool. Mm-hmm. and his best value is scoring the ball. If you're saying you, we're not just looking at this year, I agree. Over the past 3 years, Devin Booker has averaged 23.3 points per game. Carl Anthony Towns over the past 3 years have a- has averaged 22.9, 23. That's the same thing. Whereas you can see that Carl Anthony Towns over the past over the past 3 years has but, averaged But Carl Anthony Towns like, best a- what, what is Carl Anthony Towns best asset? I think his scoring, his spacing, and his it's rebounds. A its a, it's still his scoring. Okay, but Carlton Towns is also an elite rebounder. He's averaged twelve point three rebounds per game for the past three years. Okay, but your seven foot center and, and franchise yeah, okay. player is going to uh, get rebounds. Okay, but Devin Booker hasn't been the best playmaker. I'm looking at his stats right now. Again, but, but this sits. is the
1: first season he's playing with the as a point guard, as a point guard. He's been a shooting six guard. point seven assists. I, I, I six point seven assists that. this season. Yes. I mean that's that's very respectable. That's, as a, that's that is as very respectable, view, right? So so if you're saying that 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 Carl Towns, his scoring and his rebounding are his two best assets, then I think that's it's fair to say that then Do- Devin Booker's scoring and assists are his two
0: best assets. I don't think Devin Booker. When you think of Devin Booker, you don't think at all of his passing ability. I just don't think so. I think if yeah, you if you think I don't of, think I don't think not at you all. think of his shooting but, and his but, scoring, yeah, which are exactly. very similar yeah. things. If you think of Crawley Towns, you think he'll give you 23, like Devin Booker will give you 24. Mm-hmm. And you also think, oh, yeah, he's one of the best seven rebounders in the league, which I think he is. And the thing is, like, no, he's not a good defender, but neither is Devin Booker. Of course, that's yeah. a bit more important because he's, because, because Towns is a center. But I don't think that, that, like, I don't think that that holds any weight because Booker is a horrible defender as well.
1: Yeah. Alright um, For me what it really comes down to Is the difference between these two guys Is just that We're not hearing bad things About Devin Booker And we're hearing <laughs> a lot of bad things About Cornelius Because no one cares about the Suns But It
0: doesn't make a difference the, It doesn't make a difference All right, the, the The T-Wolves play in Minnesota like oh it's yeah but it's been in the news because they have Jimmy Butler on their team yeah, because Jimmy yeah. Butler has been forcing his way out and they also have Andrew Wiggins on their team who the internet just suddenly has hated this year. <laughs> they've yeah. they've two of the most controversial but, dudes in the NBA but, so that's why the magnifying glass is on him. The magnifying glass is also on them because there's drama there. Yeah nothing that's not has his
1: fault. if 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 Devin Booker said something that was or you know made some kind of statement that he was unhappy or like. I don't know, if or if it came out that Devin Booker was soft or something like that, then like, if all of a sudden Trevor Reza is like saying that Devin Booker is soft and like the young guys in this team don't work hard, like, that would be all over the news too. Maybe not quite to the same extent because okay. Booker okay. or Trevor Booker okay. is not a superstar, okay. but like... So you're saying Devin Booker is over Towns because he works harder. I'm saying we also – there's some kind of mentality difference, and there's some kind of uh, I, person – I see what you're like, talking about. Like, out of your about. superstar, out of a current player right now. And I guess this, this also doesn't really factor, I guess, into who's better. But, like, when I'm thinking about Devin Booker, I, like – part of me just, like, likes Devin Booker more because we haven't heard a bad thing about him, like,
0: personality. I, as think, like a person. I think that's kind of a flawed logic. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's move on because we'll, we'll keep talking about Booker, trust me. Mm-hmm. For number s- six – no, for number seven, we have, I have Donovan Mitchell. All right, I have Carl Anthony Towns here. Okay. Right. Um, hey. Yeah. N- yeah, we've I, talked I, about him. And
1: so after all that, I also
0: only have Carl Anthony Towns one spot to load Devin Booker. I think that they're very close. Okay, I'm apparently very anti Devin Booker. Okay, Donovan Mitchell, let's talk about it. I think he's a bit worse than Carl Anthony Towns, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh,. Yeah, there's no really discrepancy there. We can move on to number eight if you want. Okay, number eight, I have I have Donovan Mitchell there. <laughs> I have I have Tatum. I think our All lists right. are similar except like I have Devin Booker's I, I don't have Devin Booker at number eight. <laughs> Alright, so 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 one through five we had we so our top three were the
1: same. Yes. Giannis Jolandid, Jokic. We had Chris House and Ben Simmons flipped. Yes. But like up to that point very similar. At six I had Devin Booker. And at this point we know that you don't have Devin Booker. You have Devin Booker, like, 9 or 10. I have Devin Booker number 9. Okay, so that's 6 and 9. And then basically everything else for me is just, like, shifted down
0: 1, and everything is shifted, like, up 1 for you. Yes. All right. (laughs) So, okay, I think Tatum, I'm surprised you put him high over... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I I put him over Devin Booker. I'm going to talk about that as well. Okay. I think Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum... Over Devin Booker, which I think kind of the general public disagrees because everyone loves Devin Booker for some reason, mm-hmm. because he's like cool and a sneakerhead and is in, uh, <laughs> and is in Travis Scott's new album. Uh, but I would just say I think Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker—it's very close. This year, Donovan Mitchell has actually played worse than he did last year, so yeah. I, I think it's it's almost tied. I would just say the Suns as a team are worse. You mean the Jazz? Or- yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Uh, the Jazz as a team have been worse this yeah. season. Than they were than we were last so year. So that that almost had me put him below Devin Booker. So you can see how close 7, 8 and 9 are. If Mitchell mm-hmm. if Mitchell's 7 and Booker's 9 and they're v- almost tied. I think yeah. that Donovan Mitchell has proved that he can be the best player on a good playoff team. I, he can be your leading offensive. Yes. He can be your leading scorer. He yes. can be the leading scorer on a on, on a on a playoff on team. a serious like contender, like, I think. Yeah, on a on a and above average offense whereas yeah i'll look at the i'll look at the suns maybe i don't think they're an above average offense in terms of like statistics and yeah, offensive rating know. probably not um yeah i think that i think his he can attack the room so well and he can shoot above average yeah um yeah he can just kind of score at all three levels and while ricky rubio is a good passer i think Mitchell has also like kind of taken up that role of mm-hmm. being a playmaker. So I think I could even say that he's a better playmaker than Devin Booker, potentially. Um, I mean, again, that goes back to like, though Devin booker's averaging like almost seven assists
1: a game this season. So, so okay, yeah, in a small sample size, in his first season a new
0: role, Devin Booker has been solid as a playmaker. But what separates how from- many turnovers is he averaging? Yeah. I don't know, but like all Yeah, but okay. what separates it from me is that Donovan Mitchell is an average defender. And Devin Booker is a below-average defender. I think that kind of matters because they play the same position. That's fair. Because Donovan Mitchell, yeah, I think it's a fair statement that he's, a, that he's an average but defender. But offensively, I think that that Devin Booker is having a better season,
1: and and and, it, and it's had a better like last two seasons, I'd, I'd say. But
0: um, oh my gosh, okay. I, I want to. Oh, I wish I found this out earlier. Devin Booker is averaging four point one turnovers per game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a, so like play
1: <laughs> James to Clark. be fair though <laughs> i was looking at this before i think like uh benton's it might have been per 36 possessions but benton is averaging almost four turnovers a game as well this season but how many assists is he averaging eight eight and a half or something
0: okay like that that, that also might have been per 36 i don't know okay. But yeah turnovers a game that that's a very that's important very stat high. when yeah. when determining like who is the bet like how good of a playmaker he is I would say, yeah, he turns the ball over. But then again, you could also say that he doesn't have the ball handlers around him to kind of help him out. That's true. Um, yeah. And going with Jason Tatum over Devin Booker, I also think it's very close. I would just say that I think Tatum, like obviously Devin Booker has the much better stats, but I think the f- the first like 10 games we saw this season when Jason, when Jason Tatum literally looked like the best player on the Boston Celtics, I think that kind of stands out for me. It could kind of go either way, but I think if Jason Tatum had his own team, he could put up similar numbers to Devin Booker, but just a bit less scoring. That's probably true, but I I
1: would like to say I think he he looked like the best setter, the player on the Celtics in terms of they were giving him the ball a lot offensively. They were giving him the ball and saying like you know go get a bucket, go isolation, and get like some turnaround mid range at the end of the shot clock. Yeah, but. He wasn't doing it with you know particularly efficiently, and now the Celtics have really picked it up and have gotten a lot better offensively. Kyrie Irving has totally turned it up into high gear and is back to doing Kyrie things after a slow start. Um, but like no hate on on Jason Tatum, obviously. I think Jason Tatum, I have him as I think number number nine. So like, w- uh, w- any any player in this
0: top ten is an incredible player right now and going forward. Okay, number ten. I'm looking at your list. We have the same player, Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I almost didn't put him in my top ten just because he's been very inefficient from the field, and just the quality of his shots aren't mm-hmm. that great. And I think his numbers are also inflated because Lowry Markin has Lowry has been out. Denzel Valentine has been out. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn has been out. But like mainly just yeah yeah. yeah I, I guess that too. And he he's just been getting like literally all the shots. Yeah, I would like to say though.
1: But part part of that uh, inefficiency that you were, that you mentioned also has to be attributed to those guys being out. So that, even that's so true. even that's if his true. even if his scoring is up because those guys are out, his efficiency is down because those guys are out. That that's fair. When Ryan Arch, as much as I love Ryan Archdiacano, he went to Villanova. I watched almost every game he played in that in that um, national title run. I lo- absolutely love him. So happy he's doing well in the NBA now. Ryan Diacono is not like is not like a bona fide bucket getter quite the same way that like a lot, you know, that like I guess that you would want to put at the point guard spot. Ideally, I don't know, but I mean, the guys around, um, Zach Levine can't quite score, score at a very high yeah, level yeah, right yeah. now. I, I understand I what you're saying. There's a, a long way of saying that Zach Levine is kind of doing, has to do almost all the scoring for the bulls
0: right now. Okay. Honorable mentions. i I said before this episode, yeah, let's each pick three honorable mentions, just Mm -hmm. like almost an 11, 12, 13, but not really in a particular order, just who could have definitely also been number 10. Mm -hmm. For me, I had Luka Doncic, Aaron Gordon, and Jamal Murray. I'm a big fan of Jamal Murray, just like his play style. Uh, Went to the same uh, basketball kind of camp thing as him. And... Aaron Gordon, I think, has had kind of a breakout season. He could be better. And Luka Doncic, I think, I just didn't put him on this list because I think he legitimately already has the skill set to rank almost above Zach Levine at number 10. But Mm -hmm. I think that he just hasn't really had control of the offense yet to kind of warrant that. Yeah, I mean, anybody anybody
1: who's been listening to the podcast consistently knows how much... I love Zach, Levy, or I love Luka Doncic, and how much you love Luka Doncic, and how much we love to talk about him. I think I think that definitely, it's a little bit of, again I, sample size. Like it's a it's early on in his in his career in in his season, and we'll you know we'll see if he can keep it up. Um, but he's already looking, he's showing flashes, and pretty consistently looking mm-hmm. like the best player in the Mavericks right now. Okay, what about you? Um, I Jalen Brown has had a has not had a good season so far. Yeah, I, I didn't even consider him putting... Like top putting f- him. Uh, like uh, bottom five in three-point percentage for people with like above 50, 50 attempts or something. Not having a good season. Now, given... I don't think the Celtics are... We've talked about this before. I don't think the Celtics are doing a great job of integrating him into the offense. Um, but he is, hasn't had a great season. I think that last season at this point, he would have been... And he probably would have been in this top ten. Um, you also have to think about probably Clint Capella. Um, I think he's fantastic defensive center, plays his, plays a very important role in the Houston Rockets and everything they do. Yeah, I, I just thought his offensive ceiling was a bit too low yeah. to put him here. Yeah. Um, and then, again, like Gary Harris, Jamal
0: Murray. Okay. Yeah, of course. We, we can talk about who's better later. <laughs> yeah. Rest up to Gary Harris. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Space to the Floor NBA podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like, subscribe. That'd be great. And follow us on Instagram at Space to the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space to the Floor. And thanks for listening. My name is Connor Gielan. I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Thank you. Peace.